Hello, everyone, and welcome back once again to the FPL Fortress. We're so excited to finally be getting back into the swing of things for the 21-22 season, which is shaping up already to be a great one. Man, it certainly has been a while. It really is fantastic to be back. I've missed all the frustration that comes with FPL. But actually, this season has started off really well for a lot of us, hasn't it? This is true. A lot of the players we put our faith in at the start of the season have gotten off the mark well, and it's made for a great first couple of game weeks. But we here at the FPL Fortress like to look uh, towards the future, so we'll also be discussing who the next Picators will be and who you should be captaining. All right, and uh, to kick things off, I think we should talk about the Greek god, Konstantinos Tsimikas. You know, he's, uh, he's the missing god uh, from Mount Olympus. <laughs> yeah. the, the 13th, not a lot of people know about it. Yeah. Mm. Take the points and, and, and run with them. Yes, he sir. served us well for these two weeks. Yes. Looks like Robertson is going to be coming back for the, the next game against uh, Chelsea. So might be yeah. wise to, to get rid of Timmy Cass and, and look other ways. But he has, he's been a good soldier. Yeah, I think a lot of people are doing, uh, they waited for the Timikas price rise so they could gain 0.1 million. And they've moved them on to either, uh, either Shane Duffy or uh, Tino Livramento, which uh, both look like pretty good moves. Good business right there, for sure. Yeah. And uh, the other Liverpool fullback, Mr. Trent Alexander-Arnold, continues to deliver. Uh, I think he's uh, amongst the top uh, in the whole game for... Uh, chance creation, and he certainly passed his eye test as well. Well, you know, Liverpool's whole whole offense, really, when it's working, comes from the fullbacks as, as the, the main creators. And when Trent's back in form, and it looks like Robertson's going to be going to be fit and firing soon, then uh, their their attack can be something really, really dangerous to behold. So we'll have to see how that plays out. Yeah. Um... I think another another big factor is uh, the fact that Van Dyke is back, and so the partnership of Van Dyke and, and Matip, they don't have to deal with uh, uh, Nat Phillips and Reese Williams. Uh, but you know, uh, the the main partnership is back, and that allows uh, Trent and Robertson to both push forward because they have less defensive duties. Yeah, not only that, they obviously have a much better chance of getting clean sheets. There we is, go. Which is always very nice. Yeah. Uh, and then, obviously, a lot of us put our faith into Salah for the Game Week 2 captaincy. And uh, unfortunately for many of us, uh, he blanked. And so uh, I'd imagine the Bruno captainers were all laughing at the Salah captainers. Uh, but then a day passed and Bruno got one singular point. So who's laughing at the end? Oh, well, I don't think Salah's laughing because, I mean, it's... I mean, who are they playing? Burnley? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's a fixture that Sal has historically done pretty well in. And after that 17 No, points, no, no, no. No, he hasn't? No. He, Sal is now goalless in his past seven games against Burnley. Oh, really? Huh. Yeah. You know, uh, Burnley has often had weaknesses with those with those uh, right-wingers cutting in and and uh, and scoring. I remember Mars had a, had a hat-trick against them. Ah, I mean, uh, that's, just, while that's just, but it's, it's, it's interesting to see that Salah's goal is in seven. Wow. Yeah. I think some, something about Charlie Taylor must be very off-putting to Mohammed. 
but only <laughs> anyway anyway yeah. um like i said who's laughing in the end well i'm laughing in the end because i captain mares and uh when the when the lineup came out uh you might imagine that i was i was panicking i was freaking out i was like damn pep please don't bring mares on i need my i need my vice captain bruno to 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 play mm-hmm. uh but then he came on and uh it was a it was a butt clenching last 15 minutes but he uh, managed to latch on to a ds uh ds pass and uh slotted it home so got a six points um which is a lot better than the three that i would have gotten with salah not that much better i mean you're not you're There's not exactly some some genius here everything counts. by the way by the way it was about 11 30 the night before the deadline and uh, I don't know, I don't know what gripped me, but uh, I was like, I was like, I don't want Salah, so I transferred him out for Bruno. I did that at 11:30 the night before the deadline. Oh, you only had one of them for game week one. I only had I had Bruno. I didn't have Salah. Oh wow. in game week two. <laughs> uh, I, was, I was so happy when his goal got disallowed for offside. Oh yeah, that was that was a rough one for me. Was a Salah faithful? Yes, his uh his EO was 168 uh, percent. So yeah, wow. um, even though he he blanked, it still set me back like four or five points, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. Never know how the how the FPL gods work. Right, right. Um, and then and then Mason Greenwood, I had him in as a as an early early season punt because. Uh, Cavani is back with his family. Martial is uh, still coming back from from his injury, and uh, Sancho is still getting integrated into the squad. Uh, but two goals and two is, is not shabby output. Yeah, for sure. I mean, honestly, I think Greenwood could be the the type of guy that you hold on to long term. Really? Yeah. I mean, I think obviously Rashford and Sancho are going to be the the left and right wingers, respectively. Yeah. Uh, the starters, at least. But I, I think Greenwood. Can be the starter at center forward. I really? mean, yeah, he's he's done a job there. Uh, Martial, he's really just not good enough for this level. Uh, mm. I wouldn't be surprised if he gets he gets dropped. Uh, and Cavani just hasn't shown he's reliable enough to to be playing every game. So I think for a lot of the games, especially against the weaker teams, Greenwood's gonna gonna get the nod. That's where he can he can do some real damage. I think you make a valid point um because because Cavani you know he's a he's a big game player so maybe Greenwood uh would get saved for for the smaller games yes yes and then it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see who who starts in the European games because then very true maybe the other one will get the get the Premier League yeah 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 uh among the other 10 a.m kickoffs by the way how good is it to have four or five games simultaneously happen at the oh, same it's great FPL paradise Yep, the notifications just keep flooding in. Uh, elsewhere, we had uh, Danny Ings with a beauty of a bicycle kick. That was one of the one of the best goals I've seen in a, in a little while. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that comes with having having no football for a month. Yeah, but uh, I, I think that's a that's an early goal of the season contender right there. Mm, maybe, maybe. I, we'll, I, have to, we'll have to see what happens next, but yeah, I think okay. he's got a chance. Okay. It was a, it was a beautiful goal. It was. It was, certainly. Uh, well, Danny Ings is a man who can make something out of nothing because the Villa attack is looking quite dysfunctional. 
yeah, it's, I mean, with Grealish is there, the talisman, having having departed for City, it was always going to be a challenge finding some cohesiveness and and real threat in that attack. And it hasn't really worked out, I think. No, I think a part of it is also that Ollie Watkins is out injured because he um, he is relentless in his pressing. And uh, as, you know, like a, an axiom in soccer is that, uh, you know, the, the whole team has to press for like a press to actually work. So uh, Watkins is a big, big factor. Yes. Are we are we being too harsh on them? Seeing as I... they've, they scored four goals. Huh? Middle, they've, they've got four goals in two games. The, uh, mm, two of them have been pens, haven't they? That's true. And is this something we should be concerned about with things? Danny I... is on the pitch. Anwar Ogazi takes a penalty. To be honest, no. Because... No. no, I don't think so. Because how long is El Ghazi going to be on the pitch for? Because Leon, ba- Leon Bailey is going to... Yeah, but then also, also we have Danny Ings for the first three game weeks. After that, I think a lot of us are going to do Ings to DCL or Ings to Jimenez. That's very possible, but for the for the future of Ings. Okay, for the future. If you were ever thinking of holding on to him, I think that's a big red flag right there because so much of Ings output is penalties, and when he doesn't have that, he's just not worth his price tag. Yeah, I mean, well, what does what does Villa's fully fit front line look like? I think it's Ings and Watkins uh, up top. And then on the wings is uh, Wendy, Mitten, Bailey, and who else? I think I think it's just Ings up top, and then Watkins and Wendy on the wing, and then okay. in a in a four three three. Maybe maybe. Little side note: um, I got Matt Target as a punt for the first three weeks. That hasn't worked out. Yeah, he got yeah. posted by Ismail Star in the in the first week, and he got brought off at halftime, and he was dropped for Ashley Young of all people. Ashley, Ashley Young. Young. I thought he retired about five years ago. <laughs> no, he's, he's yeah, clearly still still purring away. Yeah, over yeah. over at at Holt End. What's it called? Hmm. What's the Ville Stadium called? Just Villa Park. Yeah, Villa Park. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Man City? Oh, I'd love to. Here we uh, go. You know the 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 defeat against Tottenham week one was a disappointing one. Uh, I think that that game uh, ha- was emblematic of many of the agonizing defeats the city have had in in recent years, especially to the, the same opposition. A lot of the flaws that city fans had been uh, growing accustomed to uh, feeling uh, weakness on the counterattacks, uh, among among others. And also just a uh, on an inability to break down, uh, park the bus defenses. Uh, that was all out there on full display. But uh, oh boy, this week it was all all the best things about City. Uh, Five nil, uh, systematic destruction in Norwich. You know they were, uh, they almost didn't have a shot all game, which was in my opinion the most impressive thing. I think they had one very late on, but that was it. You can't shoot if you don't have the ball. Exactly. Uh, and for for anyone that was uh, a bit nervous about City assets after that game, well, uh, worry no longer because the real City uh, they they came they came to play against Norwich and they delivered with five goals. But but this this thing you mentioned the inability to to, to break down low blocks and uh, 
uh, weakness to, to counterattacks. Do you think that's a worrying thing for, for Pep squad? Well, it certainly is a worrying thing for, for City in the title race. But A, I think that Pep will, will find a way to rectify it as he had oh, done wow. seemingly at the end of last or the middle of last season, I should say, when they went on that 15-game winning streak. Mm. Also, I think uh, the the games where City, you'd have the highest hopes for City assets, you should not be needing to worry about that because uh, even when Norwich tried to – I mean, Norwich, to their credit, did not try to play a little block. They really tried to take the game to City. That didn't work. <laughs> so we'll see how how other teams use that information and and react accordingly. But I I wouldn't be worried. Okay, but uh, what I will say is nobody got like a haul. the The goals the the goals and assists were all rather spread out because, I mean, as you know, um, City have I don't know eight people competing for four spots, something like that. Um, Sounds so about think, right. Yeah. Yeah. From a five spots, maybe. But yes. Right. Yeah. But so just, I'm still, I'm still not very bullish on them. Just all, all things considered, you know. That is that is fair. I will say this: it's it's pretty easy to tell when a, a city player is about to get a to get a run in. For oh. one, uh, Pep will usually say it in the in the press, the press conferences. Uh, if he if he likes the way a player's been playing. He'll probably point that out. That also means that he's he's going to be uh, playing them in the future. I believe that's been happening with Laporte. Uh, okay. He recently said that, you know, uh, Stones got the nod for so much of the season last year because he had, was playing well at the time Laporte was playing poorly. Uh, so Stones got almost all the games. But now Laporte's playing well, and Stones isn't. So it seems like Laporte's going to get the nod at center back for now. And, you know, there are many other uh, places in the team. Ferran Torres, maybe, uh, among others. And Gabriel Jesus, who had an incredible man in the match performance. Three, uh, three assists from the right, the right wing. So you can, you can just look for that sort of thing within the City team to try to identify uh, which mm. players are going get to the, get the starting spots. Maybe, maybe. But I think it's, it's just not worth it. Plus, plus, Pep is just still a fraud in my book. So I'm going to steer it clear. That's that's very fair. It's very yeah. fair. I can't blame you. Um, in other news, Arsenal are still goalless, which I I think is just pretty funny. It's funny. You know, Arsenal for for such a long time, probably about six years, they've been uh, the laughing stock of the Premier League. Uh, they they've had uh, big hopes. Uh, they've. They think of themselves as part of the big six still, but that's clearly not the case with their with their performances. They're nineteenth right now. Uh, to be honest, I'd be surprised if they didn't get relegated. Their team's that bad. I mean, uh, I I think that uh, the the team just is so dysfunctional. It has no leaders. It has no quality. And to be honest, I think they're a team you can target. Yes, which is exactly why I am keeping Mars in my squad. And I mean, this this Arsenal team was going to join a Super League. They were going to compete against PSG oh with a front line of Balogun, Smith-Rowe, Martinelli, and Pepe against Messi and Neymar and potentially Mbappe. Like, that's just... Mbappe, he may, may be on his way to Madrid. Maybe. Reports say that they've uh, lodged a $160 million bid 
Would you do it if you were him? Mbappe or Madrid? Madrid. Uh, but, 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 what, uh, Mbappe. Mbappe. Mbappe? Uh, I think if you want team success, no. PSG are in a, in a better spot right now than Madrid. Uh, Madrid are also in a, a bit of a chaotic financial situation. I suppose. Uh, you never know if they're – you just don't know if they're going to be able to – to support to support you with good players uh, behind you, because Mbappe he cannot win Champions Leagues on his own, despite what some people think. Mm. Uh, I think for your career, it is a good move though. Uh, when you've got Neymar and and Messi, it is going to be tough to get the the recognition that you deserve potentially. I think uh, you could really get the spotlight in Madrid and grow your your influence and grow your uh, your brand and really get the, get the recognition that you deserve. Absolutely. I agree with everything you said. Uh, finally, though, a fit in firing Mikel Antonio is simply different gravy. I mean, how good was oh he? Oh, my God. I believe he has, what, three goals and three assists in two games? Um, yeah, and he even missed a penalty for good measure. <laughs> wow. That is, that is remarkable. I, I read somewhere that uh, his, like just Antonio himself, his XG is more than 12 whole Premier League teams. That, that doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's been, he's been getting some really good chances and he's been finishing them well. Yeah, um, I don't know if this is uh, sustainable though. I mean, he's in the, he's in the form, of his, form of his life right now. I mean, he's not going to have a 14.5 form for the whole season. Well, there we. Well, obviously, but I'm 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 saying uh, once European soccer starts back up, then uh, that I, don't is true. Really know, I don't know what happens because the West Ham squad is is not exactly known for its depth. That's that's very fair. Uh, I mean, we'll we'll have to see how how they react, but I think for now at least keep the faith. I right. won't worry about that just yet. Cash in on the points while we're still ahead. And they've got they've got a lot of really appetizing fixtures just in the next few weeks. Palace, Southampton, Brentford, Leeds potentially spring to mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they've got a got a nice uh, a second run of fixtures uh, after the the group stage. You think would end uh, starting like with Norwich and ending with Leeds. So that could be another another area potentially they could target him if you're worried about the the impact of the the Europa League. Mm, yeah, fair enough. Speaking of uh, international duty, this is something that could get very messy. I'm not even really clear about what's happening with that. Uh, are you talking about the, the Mo Salah thing? Uh, I mean, Mo Salah, among other people, you know, Alison from, you know, Fabinho. Okay. Like, I mean, Salah's know, the one just... I've heard about. The, he's been in the headlines the most. And that's, I mean, to not, Liverpool to not let him like play for Egypt, that's just remarkable. It's, I don't. Know. I think it's it's wrong to be honest. Yeah, I mean it's it's not a decision that's that's up to us. So we just we just consume the news. And yes, but it, it is something to, to keep an eye on. Yeah. These players are going to need to be dragged around the world to play in in some some games. Yeah, it's yeah. it's really kind of annoying, especially during COVID times. It is. It is. And I, th- I think that's one of the one of the reasons that Liverpool are hesitant to let Salah go. If he contracts sure. contracts COVID while on international duty, that would be a big big problem. 
that would be the second time in a year. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to the game week three transfers. Uh, I have took out Harvey Barnes ahead of Norwich uh, to bring Ooh. in Saeed the Dream. Yeah, Ben Rama's been pretty, pretty incredible this these first couple of game weeks. Uh, he hasn't had many owners, as far as I can tell, but those who who have him or who had him for those first couple of weeks have been rewarded with some some very, very good displays. Uh, well, I dare say, in each one, I believe. Yes, that's right. I, I dare say those with both Antonio and Ben Rama are uh, make make up a large part of the top fifty k in FPR right now. Oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I mean, yeah, he, just uh, that, that level of consistency from from both well, players I, these first couple of games. Yeah, I don't know if we call two games consistency, but I mean they they've gotten like almost what double digit figures, uh, both of them twice. I mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I mean, at this point, it's it's damage limitation, isn't it? Like the people who had both of them for the first two game weeks, they feasted, uh, but now everyone's gonna have them. So I mean, there's well. there's a lot of time to to make up ground. So I wouldn't worry just this, yet. But yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, I mean, if you think they're gonna bring in the points, then no matter what, just just bring them in. Yeah, that's fair. And uh, yeah, I I really was was debating. Uh, who to take out because I have a midfield of uh, Bruno Mares, uh, I had Barnes, Rafinha, and, and Greenwood. And I, you know, it, it was kind of painful to, to take out Barnes uh, ahead of Norwich, maybe even mm. uh, counterintuitive. But uh, I think Barnes got dropped. I think they could uh, play Iannaccio and Vardy up top with uh, Castagna and Luke Thomas as wingbacks. Yeah, it's very possible. Uh, or maybe Castagna and Pereira's wing backs. Oh, you're right. You're and right, then you're Thomas right. as the third center back. That's probably oh, what I do. Yeah. 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 If they do like a three five two sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. Uh, for me to get Ben Rahman, I'm probably gonna get Grealish out. Okay. Uh, probably wasn't the the smartest pick to be honest. Did get me a goal against Norwich, mm-hmm. which was very nice. But I kind of got him just for the vibes. For the vibes, exactly. So to honor our new record signing. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I have no regrets about it. It's fine. But I think uh, Grealish is 8 million, Ben Rama is 6.2. So that'll also uh, free up a lot of cash oh, so yeah. that I can uh, upgrade Simicast to someone more uh, substantial. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, any names on the short list for you for Simicast? Uh, none at the moment, but I'm still still thinking. You have any suggestions? Okay. Um, maybe, no, I don't know. I think, are you looking for a premium? I'm not sure, actually. I mean, if I I'm, think maybe, yeah, maybe, I, I think we'll touch on Lukaku a bit more. But if, yeah, I, yeah, if, yeah. if I, if I want to get Lukaku, <clears throat> excuse me, not sure I can afford a premium defender. But yeah. then again, if I want Lukaku, it's almost certainly going to have to come with a cost of salary. And then this, yeah, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll talk about that. We will, in, in we will. Um, yeah, I, I think while we're at it, I'm, I'm going to talk about, uh, what my strategy has, has been this season. So I, I bench boosted in game week one, uh, my bench last year scored, 
I think it was three or five points, which was, it was okay. Okay. Uh, But still, uh, you know, I had leads in Southampton players and, uh, you know, famously that game got canceled. Um, But uh, this year, because I thought Amarty and Simikas were starting 4.0 defenders, I just thought it was uh, it was a good time to get the bench boost out the way. Um, I did get 100 points in game week one, but uh, now that's kind of forced my hand into playing the wild card because uh, all of my all of my funds are distributed throughout uh, throughout my team. Like I have two two playing goalies um, and uh, eight playing attackers when I can only field seven uh, at a time. So I'm thinking of playing my wild card after game week. After game week three, wow. I mean, you you have very very good reasoning, but still feels like there's there's so much that can happen. Within, I agree. Within those what 15, 16 game weeks, till the next one. I mean, do you have two transfers stored up or no? No, I have none. No, you've none. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I have two, so I think I'm gonna be able to to work with that just fine. Oh, right? you're you're gonna be hundred percent fine. Yeah. yeah. I. I'll see how things go. If I want to get Lukaku, probably going to have to take mm-hmm. it. But if not, yeah. no, I just want to do the grills for Ben Rama, then upgrade Simicast, and I'll be fine. I think I think you should just do uh, Grealish to Ben Rama and, and bank the bank the other one. Really? Should keep Simicast? Mm, I mean, top. I only have two defenders because I still have Veltman, who, I, who is isolating in line with government and Premier League protocol. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that was a bad... I mean, he's only 4.5, so it's not like a huge loss. Yeah. But it's, it's a bit disappointing, even still. Uh, he had Burnley and Watford for those first two fixtures. Uh, right. I'd hoped for some clean sheets. Right. So I might also want to get get him out at some point. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I don't really love playing the wild card this early. I played it in, like, after Gimmick 2 last year, and... Yeah, it wasn't great. Just like I like you said, there's a lot that can happen. But uh, I think I've kind of put myself up up a up a cold sack here. So I think it's the yes. smart decision. Yeah, I mean, I think it's always a good idea to be proactive with this sort of thing. Uh, if you have a, an a, an area where you can where you know you can make good use of the wild card, just mm. use it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I mean, maybe there's going to be a better situation. Maybe not. So I don't have a problem with you using it right now. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people are, are thinking around game week, game week seven, game week eight, because that's when Chelsea's fixtures turn and United's fixtures turn for the worse, uh, which also makes a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that might be what I'm going to do. Got a bunch of uh, United players, so we'll see. Yeah, are you are you going to hold off on Lukaku until then? I think we can talk about that now. Yeah, yeah. Um, Chelsea, yeah, wow. Well, they start Southampton, Brent, Brentford, Norwich, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely going to have Lukaku by then. Uh, yeah. But I feel like he's, he's so good that I, I might just want to get him get him now. I think he's going to be a 25-goal player. and Goal? 25-goal? Wow. Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, he's he's a beast, really. I don't think there's many defenses in this in this league that can contain him. Well, I mean, you have. Uh, I think. He, yeah, I think the player that uh, we saw uh, leave United for Inter is not the same one that's come back to Chelsea. Yeah, I think he's much more well rounded now. Uh, I, I did say twenty five goals, 
but he, he's also going to get some assists, I think. I believe he had like 13 at, at Inter. So I'm sure that he'll, he'll be able to contribute in that way too for Chelsea. Uh, to be honest, I think I'm probably going to keep keep uh, Bruno instead of, or keep Salah instead of Bruno. Yeah. Bruno's fixtures until like 14 are awful. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So I might just get rid of him now and go for Lukaku. Now? I think I now think so, is yeah. way too early. Really? I mean, they've got the, the Wolves and the Newcastle. Those are really good fixtures. I know. So maybe, all right, I might keep him for that. But after that, for the West Ham game, I think he's out of here. Wow. No, that's very, very bold. Because you were saying um, there are not many defenses who can pocket uh, pocket Lukaku, but uh, next week he's he's playing Van Dyke, and then in game week six he's playing Stones and Diaz or Laporte, or Diaz and Stones or Laporte. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, yeah, you make some make some good points. Maybe I'll wait until the until the really good fixtures Chelsea start. Mm. I can see the Liverpool game being a, a nil nil. Yeah, that's true. Also, I think Bruno he does the best against the the mid table teams. He's coming up against a lot of those now in Wolves, West Ham, Everton. So mm. yeah, true, true, true. And I think honestly, if if your mindset is that you're going to sa- have to sacrifice uh, either Bruno or Salah to get Lukaku in, uh, which is kind of an inevitable, then it's it's not even that bad of a move because you can just say you have say you have uh, you want to move on Bruno and you have I don't know Bruno and DCL, you can just uh, bank two transfers and go uh, DCL to Lukaku and uh, Bruno to like an 8.0 uh, midfield. Oh, for sure, for sure. Yeah, it's definitely very very easy to do. Yeah. Any uh, any particular midfield enablers that uh, that are on your watch list? Uh, well, there's there's this lad from Brentford, uh, Mbumo, I believe. Mbuemo. Mbuemo, yes. And he's he's been playing, uh, really, as a forward, even in front of Ivan Tony. Yeah. Uh, I've I've noticed that Tony likes to you know flick the ball on for for Mbuemo. Very true. So I might go Lukaku for Tony. And then Embuemo for for Bruno. Nice. I think that's a that's a pretty clean clean swap. I would 100 back that. Yeah, I think also Adama Traore. Ooh, I think I that's think a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, right. I think there's something there. Really? Yeah, Wolves have been really unlucky to to not score in their first two games. I think they've accumulated about three xG. And uh, Adama's Adama's creating the chances, and maybe maybe it takes a while for Jimenez and hit, uh, Adama to click again. But once they do, I think. Oh, I, I remember that that combination from what was it, twenty nineteen, nineteen twenty? Yeah, that was just beautiful. Yeah, and if you can get that just, rolling again, that would be incredible. Right, right, right. Um, and Wolves' fixtures, if you look at it from game week four until game week fourteen. Uh, oh wow! They don't. Yeah. They don't nice. face any of the top six. It's true. It's true. You might yeah. you might have some there. So, yeah, I mean, when, when he pops off, when he pops off, the record is here. All right, all right. <laughs> all right, let's move on to the game week three captaincy options. Uh, personally, I think that there are a couple standouts and a couple more fringe players if you want to take a bit of a risk. Uh, so you want to get us started with Bruno? Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think Bruno is the 
quote-unquote safe pick here uh, because no one's going to captain Salah against uh, against Chelsea. Um, and Wolves, I mean, they haven't kept a clean sheet yet. You might say they're, they're a little bit unlucky, but um, I think it's going to take time for uh, Bruno Laga, Laja, I don't know, uh, to implement his system. And uh, as you said, Bruno tends to do really well against uh, mid-table teams. Saying that, uh, he did have a howler last week against Southampton. Uh, sure. But that's 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 when variance comes into play, isn't it? Of course, of course. Yeah, he's a very strong pick. I would not be surprised if he has like 70% captaincy this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think after last week's performance, so many of us are flocking to Antonio, and rightfully so, would you say? Yeah, I mean, he has three goals, three assists in two games. It'd be crazy not to try to bring him in. Uh, I think that, I mean, Palace, they're a pretty weak team. Uh, they've got a bunch of new players, new manager, uh, still trying to trying to gel together. They weren't able to score against Brentford. Uh, pretty weak team overall. So I think Antonio could do a, do a lot of damage against them. I think Palace could battle relegation. Oh, yeah, I think they're probably going down, to be honest. Really? Oh, Yeah, wow. them, them, Arsenal, and Norwich. <laughs> I mean, I mean, at 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 this rate, that's not very unlikely. Yeah, I mean, it's it's trouble for Arsenal. <laughs> yeah, um, mine's currently on Antonio, but uh, some outside of the box picks. I think Danny Ings against Brentford um, is is a shout, but it's it's a little bit far fetched, admittedly, because. Uh, Villa just aren't putting up the underlying numbers, the, the creativity for, for Ings to feed off of. And, and I've expressed uh, my concerns about the, the penalty kicks. Yeah, 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 yeah. Although I, I will say, I, I don't think Brentford's defense is that good. I think they've been... Oh, I of, think it's going to be one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, they just yeah. happen to, to come, come up against a, a toothless Arsenal and Palace. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, uh, I think that... I was actually thinking Brentford has some some nice fixtures, and yeah. I was thinking of maybe nabbing one of their one of their defenders, the 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 young left back Rico Henry. Uh, call mm. my call my eye as someone who could maybe get some attacking returns too. Yeah. Got Villa, Brighton, Wolves, in the in the next three. Mm. So I, I think he's got a, a very very good possibility of coming into my team. I just. I just think there are some teams that I will just never invest in. Just like the teams that don't play like good soccer and the teams that I will target for captaincy, which happens to be, you know, teams like Brentford, Norwich, and Arsenal. Um, I'm just not gonna invest in them ever, I think. Yeah, no, that's that's fair. That's fair. Speaking of Arsenal, uh, and, and targeting them, I think the the main man for City right now is Jack Grealish. I think I don't that know he's about main man. I mean, in terms of in terms of who you'd want in your FPL team, I think he is. I mean, I think he's the most nailed on. He he gets into a lot of really promising positions. Uh, always a threat to win a penalty. Always a threat to score a, a nice little goal. I mean, the the one that he scored in front of the the home crowd on his home debut uh, at the end he had was admittedly not a nice goal, but. Uh, I think we're all well aware of what Grealish can do. Yeah. Um. Uh, does he does he play as an eight or is he part of the the front three for for City? 
You know, I'm I'm not actually sure where he's going to be playing for most of the year. Uh, I think against Norwich, he played as a more of a a winger. What what okay. number would you call that? Like an eleven? Just just say a, a, a winger. winger I guess. Okay, yeah. But I I think that there's a strong possibility that he's going to be switching off with Gundogan for that eight for that left eight spot and mm. opposite De Bruyne. But I, th- I think that like Gundogan last year, uh, Grealish is going to be making a lot of driving runs into the box. So even though he's maybe in a more, you know, in a deeper position, he'll still be a significant threat. Hmm. I, I think Grealish is one of those all fart, no poo type of players. I know I've, I've used that analogy before, but I think it's a pretty decent one. You know, I think, um, you know, I, I know the type of player you're talking about. I don't think Grealish is that player. Really? I mean, he has a proven track record okay. of uh, of getting getting uh, returns. Like, yeah, he's yeah, he's he's he is good. But I'm I, I guess my point is, when you watch him, you expect him to be outputting a lot more than he actually is. I mean, in in twenty one hundred minutes last season, he got six goals, twelve assists. Is that not enough for you? I, okay, well. FPL, mm, I think we tend to be greedy. And just compared to the eye test, I think he, I mean, he's just easy on the eye. Maybe maybe that's what it is. But no, he, he is a good asset. I will concede that for sure. And I, I also think that of the City players, he is the most likely to play on, it, on any given game week, uh, at least until De Bruyne comes back. Which is soon. Very soon, I think. Probably two or three weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Yeah. And obviously Arsenal always going to concede three or four in any given week. No, oh, uh, I, I think, I think the odds are Grealish gets one or two. I'm hoping Mares does. Fair enough. Maybe they both can. Two goals, two assists for each of them. Like the love like the city's own Antonio Benrama. Speak it into existence. Yes, sir. That brings us to the end of our first episode. We hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed it. See you all next week. Wishing everyone a healthy green arrow.